0: Hey, it's Joey Thurman. I'm excited to bring you season two of the Fad or Future podcast. We live in a world where information is everywhere, easy to access and sometimes not always accurate, especially in the health and wellness space, which is exactly why I created this show. There's two sides to every story and I'm here to present both and let you decide is it a fad or is it the future? Health fads come and go, but the science behind them is what makes them work or fail. I'm bringing the experts to you and putting the facts on the table so you can decide how and where to put your efforts in your own personal health and wellness journey. Would you drink pee? Would you rub it on yourself? (laughs) Yes, these are part of the topics of the conversation that I have today with the certified health nut, Troy Casey. He wrote a book, Ripped at 50, and he is truly ripped. Former Versace model, he was traveling the world, and he realized he needed to get out of his drug using abusive ways. So he studied with all sorts of people around the world, studied plant medicine and not just rubbing pee on yourself. i tell you what, this guy, we go through a breathing technique in the beginning of this podcast. So if you're driving in a car, pull over right now and do this breathing technique. It will really change your life if you do it correctly. Troy has all sorts of anecdotes and things. That we can use to further our lives? What are the five white devils? He goes through that. He studied with the great Paul Check, who's coming on this podcast in a few weeks. Troy Casey, certified health nut, a lot of usable information and some certified health nutty things. Here's my conversation with Troy Casey. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat or Future podcast. This is Joey Thurman. And today, I have a very pretty man with a long beard looking at me right now, <laughs> Troy Casey, the certified health nut. Dude, I found you online, and I immediately, I just had to send you a note, like, I just really appreciate what you're doing. You take health just to a whole another world. I mean, essentially, we've been practicing health in this country in a, in a different manner in a different light, but you see things from a holistic manner. Um, you were a Versace model thirty years ago uh, you know i 'm a pretty man myself, so one pretty man to another. I, I get the toxicity that goes with that um, It was really interesting. Your book uh, ripped at fifty. Uh, thank you for sending that to me by the way. when you were a Versace model thirty years ago in Milan, how you started looking into nutrition so you could look better and I noticed that all the time that people are trying to look better and not necessarily feel better. So you're helping people across the world and you studied yoga and all sorts of different forms of health and wellness and mindset and motivation. I just truly appreciate you for coming on the show and uh, taking the time, my man.
1: Well, thank you so much. And thank you for being a leader in the world. And, you know, I, I know a lot of models, not everybody made it out of the, the, uh, the party scene and, the. The lifestyle, you know, I had a lot of friends that went on to become club promoters and all that stuff. And those that have really gotten out and gotten into nutrition and fitness uh, have done uh, incredible. Um, And they're leading the way. I have quite a few model friends uh, that are kicking butt now. And and, uh, it's good because all that world experience really, you know, helped me with where I'm at today. Traveling to other countries, speaking other language, using other currencies, only 5% of the population, I do believe in the United States, uh, has passports.
0: Wow!
1: So, you know, I was afforded a life that most people don't and saw, you know, many things and, and now it's helping me uh, with my vision that I got in the Amazon, um, which is really just to get the world healthy
0: yeah I mean so we'll get into your book a lot but there's so I've been watching a lot of your YouTube videos I spent an, an, an entire Saturday so you should feel quite honored that I took a whole Saturday and it was just Troy Casey Saturday so <laughs> I think that's a, that's a thing now so I, I took an entire Saturday I read your book I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and I'm not big into breath work and part of this podcast is fad or future and I know breath work has been around for thousands of years uh, and monks have been doing it and Tai Chi and all sorts of different forms of martial arts but could you take me through some breath work just to start off the podcast is there something that you would like to do so people listening if you're in a car let's probably not do this in a car uh but if if you want to pull over you want you want to just take a seat um onward and upward my friend let's go
1: yeah so great uh you know the breath work got a lot of friends that went to yoga uh in india and i had one friend that studied with a guy in the himalayas and uh When I was having big trouble uh, going through my divorce and being depressed, and he taught me some emergency breath work, the Bastrika. And from there, you know, between Wim Hof and all these other things, it just started coming into my consciousness. But instead of getting a certificate, I was in emergency. I was sleeping on my couch. I was severely depressed, had to take care of my kids. I had to get my act together. And breath work was the one thing that cleared my head. And I was like, and then I could function, you know, while my, while my wife and I were having so many big challenges and I didn't want to lose my family. It's breaking my heart. Yeah. But I wake up with anxiety 4am every single morning. And then I learned this and then I just started breathing. That that was it. If I got 90 rounds in a day, I, my head was clear and I was able to continue and I continued that after the the divorce. Um, and then um, that was you know, one of the catalysts that helped bring my, you know, my, my wife back together is just continuing to do my own healing work. So let's yeah. keep it simple, guys. We're just going to do in through the nose, out through the mouth. We'll do we'll do around the 30. We'll do an exhale retention. Okay. Uh, somebody just told me, because he studied under Hickson and Gracie, and I learned from the exhale retention to get as much gas out of your lungs as possible. But one of uh, Hickson's black belts, uh, Eric Kalani out there in Hawaii, uh, he was watching Bruce Lee and he couldn't get all of the air out of his stomach and then out of his lungs. And he realized that ha! the Bruce Lee, when he used to scream like that, yeah. that's how he would empty. And then he would become a, a, a vacuum and he right. would be indestructible. He'd turn on the iron shirt. So uh, I find that that interesting. So we're going to get all the gas out of, our, uh, out of our lungs as much as possible. You okay. don't need to do the Bruce Lee scream. And then when... The reflex kicks in, breathe in that, and then hold that. So 30, 30 breaths, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Here we go. Exhale all the way. Hold. Inhale. Come back to normal, in through the nose, out through the nose. Come back to normal, in through the nose, out through the nose. Check in with the quality of uh, your mind, your body. Like Check in with the differences before and after. So you guys can stop the recording and try three more, two more rounds if you want uh otherwise just make sure you're not driving don't do this in water etc you can lay down as well and so so there you go a little bit of medicine clear the head
0: you know that's the first time i've ever done that right how was it so i felt lightheaded probably halfway through uh, and, and that's why I, I wanted to do this the first time with you. I mean, I, I've, wa- I've watched some uh, videos and things like, let me do this the first time with him. Yeah, I, I got lightheaded, but once that lightheadedness left me, and then you said to go back to normal, I felt more of a sense of calm about myself um, and about my body and just more aware of kind of where I am right in space right now and less of the shit that's just kind of around me. It was really interesting. So that's called emergency breath work.
1: That's what I call it. It's also called, uh, oh, that's in through the mouth, out through the, no- in through the nose, out through the mouth. Okay. I mean, literally, you, you could go into the Yoga Sutras and find what that is, yeah. or you could just call it breath work and, right. and do it. Like, don't get caught in the nomenclature. Yeah. You know, sim- simply sim- simply do it. Too, too many people get up into the conceptual ideas. People ask me all the time, is that Wim Hof? Is that Kundalini Yoga? <laughs> I mean, sure. I think at the bottom uh, at the bottom line of it all yeah. is breathing in and breathing out. Yeah. Which is life.
0: And and fully taking that inhalation and and that exhalation. I mean, most of us take very shallow breaths when we're working out or walking out through the day, we're we're stressed, whether whether we're, you know, sympathetic, parasympathetic, like we, we don't really know how to breathe. So that's so what I tell a lot of my clients after they're done working out, just lay down and put your legs up on a wall and just let the blood kind of flush and flow and and just be with yourself so you see how incorporating that or um right about like box breathing whatever name you want to put on it but basically just bringing bringing yourself back to that state of just calm uh and there's a lot of strength professionals that can go in and out of that you know parasympathetic sympathetic state you know back and forth i could see how that breath work could definitely do that and thank you for that i appreciate that
1: yeah, absolutely, and and you know, feel f- feel free to you know do that anytime. Play with it. Do ten breaths. Yeah. Hey, I don't have time for thirty breaths or ninety breaths. Do ten breaths, and you tell me what happens. Yeah. Play with your retention. Do do inhale only retention. Do exhale and inhale. You know, play, play Make it up. Right. Somebody else did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a video where you were there. There is some breath work where you can actually get a a sensation like you're high uh like activating like dmt that's the best rika yeah you
1: get on your knees and uh open up your diaphragm and then
0: really hard
1: through the nose and full too so kind of like that and uh and then you hold and you do the banda lock which are the yoga locks inside your uh your perineum and then their diaphragm lock and a throat lock if you were watching me on camera, you, you could see me doing my throat lock.
0: Yeah, I saw that. So for people listening to Perineum, basically you're taint. I mean, <laughs> engage your taint. And if you don't know what your taint is, if you've got testicles, it's between your butthole and your and your nuts. There you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: stop, stop the flow of pee.
0: <laughs> stop, stop the pee. And we're going to get into Dr. PP. I, I, can't, I can't have you say, say that without, without talking about Dr. PP. All right, so let, let's get into this book. Uh, one of the quotes that you said in here, uh, and I found myself stopping. Normally when I read books, I just kind of read cover to cover. Uh, and I was taking notes during this. Uh, and this was really intriguing. There's nothing more frightening than being well, because then you have to take responsibility for the world around you. I know a lot of people can relate to this because we always say, in a, especially in American culture, we want to complain about everything. And I, I'm, I'm fat, I'm sick, I don't have enough money. I, always, my, my kids are driving me crazy, whatever the hell it is. And if we actually solve those problems and we're left with no problems, and this is how I'm interpreting this quote, then we gotta figure out what the hell's actually going on with us inside.
1: Hey. Ooh, big, big light shined on the inside. We're in such an external environment with entertainment and flashing lights all the time and 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 scrolling through the slot machines known as Instagram and Facebook and and, and we're all addicted and we don't even know it. And when you slow all that down. And the world completely shifts. And then you realize ultimately that you are creating your reality. And that's what all the alchemists before us did. And alchemy and neoplatonic philosophy was taught long before, uh, uh, you know, the industrial age school system. So Da Vinci, Descartes, uh, all the learned people, Newton, they studied neoplatonic philosophy, which is focus creates reality and love, truth, and wisdom. When you are honest, truthful, with where you 're at and you know exactly where you want to be, what you love, what your big dream is, that creates tension, and by law, tension must be resolved into the triangle of wisdom so that's the lead into gold, yeah right so that's alchemy, so we must first envision in the mind what we want to hold in the hand, and they don 't teach this in school because they want you to be a a a an employee or a slave inside the, you know, the, the corporate structure. Right. And so, uh, but that's how the mind works. And if you don't believe me, just look at the Wright brothers. They told them they were crazy out of their mind. Steve jobs was not an engineer, right? Probably wasn't even a programmer. I think you probably know how to write, write a little code here and there. He was an idea, man.
0: Well, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, uh, visualization is a big thing and sometimes I'll have my clients do it. And I, I find that when I visualize things can almost manifest. Uh, and if you, if you, if you come into this world and you get up and you've got positivity and you and you're waking up and I know there's, there's going to be shitty times. I hate it when people say like, Oh, just think positive all the time. Well, it's bullshit. We have negativity. We have scars without negativity. I don't know if we'd ever know what positivity is, but you can get up and you can have that positive mindset. What, what's your day going to be? And, and what's the next hour going to be? What's this podcast going to be like? I think envisioning that is a really good way for people just to uh, stay in check with their reality and manifesting you know, uh, things happening. Uh, really good, man.
1: Yeah, what I recommend you know, my clients do is, is uh, write their eulogy. Become the author of their own life. Become the authority of their own life. Design your life. Don't live it by default. I don't leave it up for chance. And look, it took me years to, to, to realize this, guys. I am 54 years old. I still think I'm a kid. There's, a, there's plenty of growing up I need to do emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Uh, but, you know, the more you can focus your mind. Look, I, I've been marginally successful in business most of my years, but always riding the edge of, you know, a couple paychecks away you know, from being broke. And I live in a very expensive, you know, uh, society in Los Angeles. So I make a lot of money. But let me tell you, I couldn't get out of my own way for the longest time until, you know, I surrendered. And then I really focused. I studied with an alchemy teacher, a famous writer. He wrote the book, uh, The Magician's Way, uh, William Whitecloud. And he was actually coaching me on my book. And I took some writing courses with him but he really helped me flush out the whole alchemy thing and how we create. And I think once you get that piece in there, uh, the quote that you read from the book comes from my uh, mentor in the Amazon, the great gringo shaman, Scott Peterson. And I think, I think Marianne Williamson has a very similar quote to that as well. Um, something about, you know, most people are afraid of their divinity or afraid of their, Uh, their their power, and so they live, you know, they squeak out an existence because there's huge responsibility in understanding you're responsible for your reality. You're creating your reality. Right. And so, um, and, and, and let me tell you, I had to have a lot of failure and be brought to my knees through my divorce, through other challenges I've had in my life for me to help to realize this. And my final frontier was surrender because i already had the action i'm already a go-getter i'm already out there i had to have faith and trust in god and you know when i really gave it up for that i got to do that every day it's a daily practice for me when i lay in bed before i go to sleep i wasn't taught prayer so i just opened up my heart and said you know you and i are one god and just come into my heart and i'm open and uh God, lead me, guide me, and direct me into your light, into your love, and into your life. Into your life. And so, and some mentors helped me out with those prayers as well. I got some really good angels on my side, man. Yeah. So never feel, uh, you know, you're helping more people than you probably know, my brother. And I'm sure you answer emails and and, and inquiries on your Instagram. And let me tell you, a few sentences or words to people can really... Shift their trajectory, and so I'm grateful to be in that position uh, to be offering people real fundamental stuff. The book is basic physiology, biology, and psychology. There's nothing new under the sun, all knowledge is knowledge of self. The ancient sages, all of them said, Walk the middle path. We were talking about yin and yang earlier. There's two forces on this planet, so we have to be able to you know bad good up down black white male female inhalation exhalation catabolic anabolic hey man we're constantly trying to juggle and then walk that razor's edge and the more you can find that razor's edge i'm i was so out of balance as a human being energetically nutritionally to find it's been a 31 year journey to find as much balance as i have right now because i'm only as balanced as i am in any given moment
0: do you ever feel like we're really ever completely balanced?
1: Sure. I mean, well, the pendulum swings both ways, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have total abstinence, how many years did it go completely bonkers? I relapsed, and next thing you know, I was drinking double fisted and on a six week bender, you know? So it's just like keep the pendulum right here, honor. Mm-hmm the power and the addictions that we have, the technology, the alcohol, the, 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 the smoking, all the, the caffeine, you know? So really keep that in check. You know, sometimes you need a little caffeine to build your business, right? right? Who's saying that there's anything bad with that? But if you drink too much caffeine, you're gonna, it's yang, which is hot. If you, you can burn yourself out, burn your nervous system out, you can dry yourself out, you can age yourself, it speeds up metabolism, so it ages you prematurely on the cellular level. So, is caffeine or coffee good or bad? No, no, it is what it is, right. and 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 I have to stay balanced with my lifestyle, with this cup of tea or caffeine or whatever <laughs> in the moment. Yeah, is my nervous system fried? Am I overtraining? Am I burnt out? Are my kids and my wife and and business and blah 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 okay, well maybe I need to cycle off caffeine for six months and see where that takes me. Uh, It's always, it's always present moment, emergent reality. There is no like, oh, let me be a vegan and I'll be healthy for life. Or, or let me start practicing breath work. You know, how many people that write me, they can't meditate. They can't do breath work. They're just not ready for it. Okay, fine. Go out for a walk barefoot in the grass or on the sand. And that's your meditation you know, do what works in the moment is, 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 you know, some of my unsolicited advice. <laughs> and,
0: and, and, well, it is, it's solicited, man. That's why I got you on the show. So it, you you talk about, yeah, I mean, I, I literally just started doing meditation a few weeks ago because yeah, I'm a Midwest boy, you know, like I, I was taught not to really cry that much. My mom was pretty good about letting me show my feelings, but my—I guess—I saw my dad cry a couple times, and when—and when he did, holy shit, that was impactful. It was really impactful to me because, like, I my mean, dad's crying. So I, I didn't just do meditation, and I'm around all these world famous health and fitness experts. I just didn't do it. I just—I wasn't open. But in your book, you're talking about, and you talk know, about there's a, a park or somewhere you go to that's near your house, and you, just, you take off your shoes and, and you're walking around. And that's a really good point for people listening. And sometimes meditation doesn't need to be, you're sitting there going, um, and, and trying to get to some spiritual level. Sometimes meditation is maybe just unplugging and not bringing your phone and feeling the ground and the, and the mud and the grass beneath your toes and just kind of walking around just being one with yourself. Uh, I like that idea, uh, for people to just to, just to take those moments if it's 10, 20 minutes or if they get longer. Great.
1: Yeah, I was talking to a guy in Sedona. He works with a famous doctor, and they have a twenty thousand dollar a week session for uh, neurofeedback. I think it's called NeuroLink, or I don't know. Uh-huh. Dave Asprey did it as well, and uh, yeah, I'm they say cl- closing your eyes while you're awake puts you in this alpha state, and and when you're in that alpha state. I don't know. You can solve your problems better. Your heart rate lowers. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's very simple, but again, there's plenty of times in my life where I don't sit for young men and women out there. They're very interested in meditation and you want to pull out all the stops and just go really go to, go to a meditation course, a retreat, go sit a Vipassana course. They're 10 days in silence. It will, it will illuminate your path beyond belief. It's what I recommend people do before they drink ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll, it'll, it'll totally change your nervous system. And Joe Rogan had a very uh, powerful prison story or, or some, the guy was on death row and he started meditating. The neuroplasticity in his brain, the doctors and scientists were studying him because he was on death row and for murder, and he'd been sodomized, and I mean, he was walked through hell. And if his mind can be healed through meditation, mm-hmm. your mind can be healed through neuroplasticity. And so, uh, get it any way you can. But if if you're a little frustrated with your meditation practice, find ten days, go sit a vipassana course, and your life will change forever. I sat eleven of them, and they. <sighs> changed everything.
0: Wow. Yeah, that neurofeedback, biofeedback. I actually did a uh people listening go back and listen to the brain training episode where uh, I got I had my brain hooked up and you just watched my eyes were closed and my mind was working. I don't think you need to be hooked up to realize that you're actually being in tune and um you know paying attention to yourself and finding sometimes just closing your eyes and sitting on the couch or you know walking or walking slowly can actually give you a much clearer vision so let's talk let's talk about the ayahuasca experience
1: yeah before we do I wanted to say because we were on the breathing uh-huh. for us mouth breathers and neck breathers because I caught myself doing the same thing when I started examining my own breathing mechanics <clears throat> I have a stork walk which is what I recommend it's a free video on, online it comes in my breath my meditation breath breath work course as well mm-hmm. but the stork walk you can find on my youtube playlist for exercises uh and that will repattern uh the breathing apparatus so that's probably the best place to start yeah. for your uh listeners uh is the stork walk it's a qigong tai chi move to repattern your breathing mechanics
0: okay and that, that, that's more working in than working out correct
1: correct which yeah. uh the difference is about 90 beats per minute Okay. Working out is considered over that and working in. And again, back to the walking's my number one prescribed medicine for most of my clients. Yep. Um, you know, Some of them we start off on nutrition for months and then they start their walking program and then they start other exercise programs. But just getting you in consistent movement will change your life, change your blood sugar, change your nervousness, change your musculature. And it's so simple. So ayahuasca
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah let let's let's talk about this because I, I can't get you on this and uh, not talk about it so i I've done ketamine therapy, so i ha- I've I've had a out of body um, uh, experience by a doctor. ayahuasca. let's talk about your experience and how you became to be the certified health nut
1: so. I was working with an herbal company. I started taking herbs in 1989. Uh, dandelion and milk thistle as a diuretic and a liver purifier. And I instantly got results. I was peeing more and the, the water was coming out of my face, which was my main interest of, get, of, of getting into health and nutrition in the first place was to look and feel better as a move for my career as a model. And then, um, so dandelion was like one of my favorite herbs. And even when I was partying a lot, drinking a lot of alcohol, I take dandelion. And I do believe that that helped my liver to this day. Mm-hmm. So uh, love herbs, started studying Dr. Christopher's stuff from the 60s, then found Dr. Schultz, handed out Dr. Schultz catalogs for many years because his quality of, of products were just incredible. His liver flushes and colon detoxes were great. Uh, and then I started working with an herbal company from the Amazon. And I was already in to wild herbs and high-quality herbs and uh, the difference between wild and cultivated. And, and I knew wild American, but when I started taking wild Amazonian plants into my body, woo, <laughs> it just raised my frequency and vibration to a much higher level. It was, you know, I meditated a lot. That changed my life. I worked with Maori healers a lot. That changed my life. I drank the ayahuasca eventually. That changed my life. Taking large amounts of Amazonian plant medicine into my body on a regular and constant basis, the frequency and vibration of the bugs, the insects, the cacophony of sounds in the jungle, the macaws, very high frequencies go into those plants with that powerful uh, mineral-rich virgin soil. And then millions of years of ecological development fighting for survival in a little piece of sunlight on on the on the floor of the rainforest, and you got insects chewing away at your bark, and so you can need to be antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral. It's like the plants in the Amazon are like ah, <laughs> and so I mainlined those things for like probably like eight years of my life. But in two thousand five, worked with the company, became successful in the company. I became a mouthpiece. Won a trip to the Amazon. Two thousand six, I went down there. I wasn't in a relationship. I had three very profound visions. Um, And so the first one uh, was an amalgamation of my on-camera career. And I was doing stand-up comedy at the time. And uh, certified health, and I'd been studying natural medicine since the beginning of my on-camera career. So all three of those popped into my head. Certified Health Nut was born. I laughed out loud. That was 15, almost 15 years ago. And I came out of the jungle YouTube was a new reality and I started putting my footage up there and kind of the rest is history. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just been a progression, but you can scroll back 13, 14 years and you'll see me working in the Amazon on my YouTube channel. And then, uh, uh, my second vision uh, was the spirit of my daughter came to me and I was not in, um, I was not in a relationship and, uh, I came back home quickly, got into a relationship, found a woman, um, And we started a family. And to me, that's a miracle. That's been unfolding ever since. The third vision that I had, and it was very profound and very clear, is that humanity makes it from the precipice of ecological disaster. Or even our oil wars. I mean, it's like human stupidity. I mean, it's like, we make it from, you know, coronavirus central. (laughs) We make it, guys. I seen the vision. I don't know how exactly it works out. You know, death is a part of life. You got to crack some eggs to make a souffle. But humanity makes it. We do make it. So start wrapping your mind around interdimensional shifts or start stocking your food and going underground. I don't know what you got to do, but I know that we make it. I'm an eternal optimist. I feel great on this planet right now. Great talking to you, sharing these messages. People are waking up now. It's an amazing time to be (laughs) alive.
0: You gotta crack some eggs to make a soufflé. Uh, I I now know what the uh, what the trailer for this episode is gonna be. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: all right, so you, you had your visions. You found yourself. You, you found you, you found yourself a lady. Uh, and you started studying um, all sorts of different things. Uh, worked with a great Paul Check, who's actually coming on this uh, episode, uh, this podcast as well. Now, can oh, you tell, cool. Yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, the four white devils.
1: Well, the four white devils—that's Paul's. Uh, but four white devils are very—it's—it's it's an easy concept to share with clients mm-hmm. of foods that they need to avoid. So that's white table sugar, which is denatured.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just straight sugar calories. They're going to jack up your insulin balance. And once you start messing with one hormone, there are no isolated hormones. It's going to affect your testosterone. It's going to affect your uh, oxytocin, your way you love your, your your partner. It's going to affect your melatonin, the way you sleep. So uh, white table sugar. White salt is also denatured. I work with a salt company called Real Salt out of Utah. It's an ancient seabed. And it has 72 minerals in it. What the iodized companies like Morton does is they pull out all the other minerals and they sell them to farmers and the farmers feed them to animals. (laughs) So it's just like, well, why not take the whole mineral supplement, which is called salt? So (laughs) I recommend people use sea salt and uh, Celtic sea salt, Hawaiian red or real salt from Utah. Um, And uh, white pasteurized dairy. Now we know that they inject them with RHBST, the Monsanto chemical for- I don't even know what the hell they use it for. Some kind of hormonal thing. Yeah. Uh, you've got antibiotics because they're walking in their own poop. They're not living. Factory farms are just not living properly either. So you've got contaminated animals in this pasteurized soup of lactose, which is, again, white sugar. You know, people people aren't lactose intolerant. They're, they're intolerant to pasteurized milk. So you don't know if you're lactose intolerant until you start drinking raw milk from the Amish. Hmm. Most people heal their gut. So white table sugar, white table salt, white pasteurized dairy, and white flour. Gluten is a big no-no. That was one of my major pieces. Paul helped me with that. 21 years into my journey, uh, I figured out the gluten piece. And I just spent time with my nephew. He was camping with me. And he's he's a white guy as well. And I think us white guys, we have problems with that, that gluten just yep. something it just makes us look like the doughboy, <laughs> and i i like my facial structure you know and it took me 21 years to get a lockdown on that and now between cold showers and and uh and taking out the inflammatory agents in my life i don't have a lot of inflammation in my body or in my face
0: yeah so what are what are some of the main things that you tell people to completely stay away from? Uh, obviously, the, the, the four white devils, you talked about gluten. Anything else when you, when you have your clients to say, here's what you need to just completely stay away from?
1: Yeah, I just made a video on that, the five foods to avoid or something. It ended up, I think I rattled off like 13. <laughs> uh, so the four white devils, and then um, the known inflammatory agents in our environment and our society are corn, Soy, uh, gluten, and of course gluten and gliadin and all these phytic acids are also on legumes they're on uh, nuts grains and seeds so instead of making them bad and vilifying them, understand that food preparation is required for proper mm-hmm. digestion so soaking you know your or- heirloom organic. Beans, legumes. I'm not a bean and legume guy. There's too many lectins in there. It'll send me to bed with a yep. food hangover and coma. So uh, so I eat some black beans every once in a while. How do I know? Because they work for me, you know? Right. Uh, and I've tested them. Red beans, white beans, all that, lentils. It, it just gave, gives me a stomachache. So I'm clear right. on that. So until you can figure out the phytic acid and lectin component, just nuts, grains, seeds – uh, and legumes all need to be sprouted to prepare them properly for digestion. Sprouted sour gum, sourdough starter. This is the way breads were originally made Mm -hmm. and now they just pulverize the thing into this wheat kernel. They never prepared it. And then that's why you need to stay away from the four white, the, the, the white flour.
0: That makes sense. Now when you're, um, when you're working with people, you're telling them to stay away from this stuff. You said walking is one of the main things. How, how are you starting them on an exercise program besides walking? Or right. if somebody, say, has 300 pounds, what, what's the first step you take?
1: Um, the first thing I do, and I'm very fortunate, and this is by design, you know, I make, LA's a vacation destination, so I have people come here for individual retreats. Hmm. And um, we're moving to Arizona soon as well so have a bigger retreat center. The fact of the matter is, is I just have them take off their shirt and we bring them down to Muscle Beach and there's all sorts of bars and rings. And, you know, I'll get them on a, a one handed, you know, just stretching this whole side of their body and then moving the opposite leg. And they're like, oh, my God, my back is finally free or oh, my vertebrae moved. I'm, I'm just talking the simplest of simple. You know just getting your arm and holding on to the side and leaning into that yeah you know holding on to both of them with a pole and stretching your back I mean we're just talking we're just I'm just talking about moving it or lose it get those tissues lubricated get some Sun on the skin chuck them in the ocean Boom, man they're like whoa okay all right a lot easier than I thought it was they're all embarrassed to take off their shirt then they take off their shirt they're free they're like, holy shit, I thought it was gonna be a lot more scarier than it was. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow. And then they go home, especially when they come out for a retreat. And usually people that are more overweight and uh, unhealthy, they're the ones who take this information and run with it. Okay. You know, I've got, my average client loses 25 pounds in the first month. Uh, I've got quite a few clients that have lost uh, over a hundred pounds uh, so my methodology is really just get them to move. Uh, one of my clients is over 300 pounds. You know, he's got some ankle issues. And mm. so I, I just want to be very sensitive to what's going on. So I just get him in doing the, the Zen swing. This will move every, every joint in the body. So harmonize the biological oscillators. It'll yeah, move you, the lymph. You've got a video the purpose, on the
0: Zen swing. I watched that too. It's pretty good.
1: And the purpose of exercise is to move the lymph and exercise is uh, is a necessity not a luxury
0: so all, all these people that are kind of the weekend warriors are hitting it as hard as they can and doing crossfit and all this sort of stuff and what do you say when they're just going at it you know like they're back in high school playing football 30 years ago
1: well there's there's a good chance you can injure yourself how do i know because i'm your age or older and uh i have to pay attention to my biomechanics even more now and i i did three weeks off in the three months off in the coronavirus gold's gym just opened up i popped in there And I felt good, man. But also, coming out of there, I was like, "Ah, my hamstring got pulled a little bit. So I was like, oh, slow down, buddy. Slow down. Because the last thing I want, pulled hamstring, limping for a month and a half or something like that. So, you know, just slow. This is the way I learned it. The other thing is, when I started doing Qigong, I was like, what the hell does this do? I can't even feel this. Well, now it's my dominant exercise. It's such subtle energy and it's so powerful for just just opening up the energy meridians inside of my body. So I, I can't, and I don't make anything a thing. Same thing with the breath work. I don't go, I got to have 20 minutes over here alone. Let me do my qigong. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right now. Hey, I'm just gonna do it now, right now. All now is a good time. Let me roll my shoulder, <laughs> and twist my spine, let me five breaths, let me hold that in. All right. Ah, okay, next appointment.
0: All right, nice job. Uh, I'm gonna send you a bill for that. <laughs> uh, all right, so I, I can't uh, I can't have you on this podcast and, and not talk about Dr. PP. So in your book, you talk about this guy, and I don't even know his real name now since I just, I'm referring to him as Dr. PP, where he healed all sorts of illnesses by having people drink their own urine.
1: Well, ultimately, he had cancer in his late 20s. <laughs> Swedish National had socialized insurance, went home, did chemo. The doctors are like, uh, that didn't work. I think we're going to have to pull out your... Uh, lymph nodes and he, he was like lymph nodes i think i might need those went home researched on the internet found urine therapy started drinking and looping his own urine over and over again for three weeks went back to the hospital they couldn't find the testicular cancer um and and then i think he started learning breath work at the same time too So he's the one who taught me breath work. I've been doing some form of urine therapy for years, but he taught me about aged urine. He just took Shivambu up to a whole different level of science. And I applied some of the principles. I did a seven-day urine fast with him, where I looped my urine for seven days. And uh, First of all, I like drinking my own urine. what What it does to your skin, and the parasites that came out of my ass from doing aged urine enemas. I mean, I don't promote it because it's so weird. But <laughs> I'm gonna tell the truth for the rest of my life. I like again, I don't promote it. I don't think anybody should do it. You gotta find your own way to it. It's weird, it's wild. But if there was a panacea to exist on planet Earth, it sounds like, yeah, it could come from you, right? Your biocomputer coming out and Educating your biocomputer. It's a direct biofeedback loop. So the research shows amino acids, antibodies, uh, uh, HGH, testosterone. And I definitely think, especially topically, it releases the human growth hormone. And I see that in my skin. I mean, my skin is so liquid. Yeah. You know, I'm dark too. And so i get tons of sun and and uh i'm moving out to nature soon and i'm in a city my my wife doesn't like the way it smells so i don't really pull it out very often except for when i'm going to the beach but when i move into nature i'll have my jar outside and i'll be putting my medicine on every day
0: okay so let's talk about age you're what you, you're you're peeing in a bottle and then you're drinking that later on you're putting it on your skin how does that work
1: yeah you pee into a i have a quart size mason jar Uh i just pee in there and then i I pour the surface Mm. off and um it just it it concentrates in there i mine's like two years old i just had uh, a little bit of bruising the other day i put it i I put it on the brute gone right and so yeah it works again i haven't gotten that deep into it i usually just bring a jar out to the beach because it smells like ammonia and it makes my skin feel amazing, but I think once I'm in nature and I can go into my backyard, put it on, not offend my family or anything like that. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to get into it a lot a lot deeper because when I do have it on, first of all, what it does to my psyche, like I feel euphoric when I have it on, and then my friend taught me to do age urine enemas. You buy one of those bulbs at CVS. It's a blue. Uh-huh. It's a blue uh, uh, neoprene with a with like a, a syringe, like a needle that goes up your butt, and it's just like And uh, the parasites that came out of me and how flat my stomach got after that, between that, the breath work, the talus stomach massage, my, my stomach's flat. It's never been flat. The reason I got into nutrition 31 years ago is because I used to bloat and I had indigestion, and I had all sorts of digestive problems. So your curse ultimately is your gift, yin, Yang.
0: Wow. So you, you, you put some urine on your skin and you squirt it up your butt and uh, all is cured.
1: Well, look. I, <laughs> listen. listen, listen. I, we got a medical industry in this, in, in, this, in this world that will come after you if you start talking about
0: it. Hey, man. That's why there's a disclaimer before every podcast.
1: Yeah, I like it and I'm going to leave it there. I don't recommend you do it.
0: All right, all right, all right. let me just say yeah. that I don't right. recommend okay it, troy I troy it. did not tell you to do it he's telling you his experience so don't come trolling after me or troy saying he told me to pee all over myself or put urine on my butthole like okay <laughs> talk to dr pp maybe maybe he can take care of you.
1: dr pp shibambu eric cassano what a angel the great angel in my life came to me at the right time, the right place. And uh he's buried a couple of my other friends and made them breathe in the ground and probably peed on him too. <laughs> but no, he he my good friend Ra of Earth, who's a big kundalini teacher, he did a retreat with him and they 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 submerged him in water and did an hour of breath work, submerged him in the earth, they buried him in the earth, and he came out he's already an enlightened dude and he came out completely shifted. Uh, and so Dr. P. Shivambo, he's, he's a, he's a national treasure for sure. Find him. He's in Malibu. He's a good dude. Eric Cassano on Facebook.
0: Eric. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. When, uh, when I get the show notes later, send me, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes so people can find Dr. P.P. Uh, uh, I can't say Dr. Peepee enough. I, I just want to call this one Dr. Peepee. All right. So I was looking on YouTube and we're, we're, we're all, almost let you out of here. So what, what did you call it? Semen? Was it semen preservation or semen,
1: semen, semen retention?
0: Semen retention. What, what's, what's going on there with semen retention? I was watching this video of you and this girl and you were talking about getting the shower and you're smacking your testicles and semen retention Dr. PP to semen retention. What what do you got here, Troy?
1: One psycho chicken moment to the. Next. <laughs> uh, so um, semen retention. Uh, somebody gave me the White Tiger's teachings in 2005, I think it was, which was my first introduction to sexual kung fu, uh-huh. or uh, it's also called tantra in the yoga t- tradition. It's really harnessing. The most powerful force a human being has—it has the power of creation through sex. We can make children, we can make babies, uh, and when that energy is channeled, Napoleon Hill has another another page, which is called uh, Chapter Eleven. I do believe is on sexual transmutation. So you take that sexual energy and you bring it through your spine up into your consciousness, and you can bring it down in through your organs while you're having sex or you're imagining someone or you're channeling your sexual energy, however you end up doing it. And what that does is, uh, it, uh, it cultivates and channels the most powerful source of energy that you have inside of you. And there's many techniques. There's, you know, physical exercises for the genitals. Um, and then there's breathing exercises. There's stuff you do with a partner, and there's, there's stuff you do on your own. And the baseline for sexual kung fu is health, right? So uh, I started studying in 2005. It was above my wife's head when we got married. Had some challenges in our marriage, brought back to it. And then my wife started studying with Montak Chia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's kind of the Taoist sexual guy out there. And, uh, and then it's all about the practice, bro. <laughs> I got off pornography. I don't come all the time. I try not to come you know, when I'm having sex with my wife as well. And that keeps my energy there. So the Chinese say that your Jing life force energy, which is stored in your, kin- your kidneys, that's your Jing, that's your energy. And the more you ejaculate, the more you expend it. For women, uh, it's having uh, children. That takes all their energy. But for orgasm for women, it replenishes their energy. For men, orgasm depletes their energy, and so it's it, so it's a good awareness to start playing with. And people call me all the time; they think they have to have their yoga perfect. It's called yoga practice, not
0: yoga right. perfect. Right. That's why but, all my coach. That's why my coaches said no sex before the game, because it it, it there there's a lot to that. Boxers, boxers, wrestlers, uh, you know anybody in combat sports, uh, most of their coaches are saying not to do that. All right, so Troy, is there anything that you have gotten wrong that you wish you could go back and say, man, I wish I could do this, uh, do this over again. I wish I had a second chance at that.
1: Well, I, I would probably, the thing that came up to me is kind of like marriage. I didn't believe in marriage. Both my parents are divorced twice. Mm-hmm. I saw the court system. I saw other friends and lawyers and cottage industries all based on divorce. I saw, I work in network marketing, so I have a lot of single moms. Uh, I just, the, the system bugged me and I was just like, why do I need a piece of paper from the state? I just never believed in marriage. And how I, I think I tricked myself because when I came back from the Amazon, I wasn't really into marriage, but my wife, who's Korean, she'd she'd been here for many, many years, went to school here, worked in the in, for Calvin Klein and Donna Karan as a designer. But since 9-11, she was having problems with her visa. She couldn't go home, and this was 2006. And I was like, ah, I'm an American. I'll marry you. And so and initially, it was really about the paperwork. Mm. But then we had our marriage. We had our honeymoon. We were having sex, and I'm like, do you want to have kids? Cause I had that vision and I, I was, they say you're never ready, but I was 40, been around the world a bunch of times. I was ready. So she's like, yeah, I want to have a kid. And then we fell more in love, but I didn't have the covenant of marriage, the covenant of family. I didn't really have that locked into my head, but now where I'm at, off porn, divorced, remarried. I, I was single at 50 when I got divorced, I went out and, and played the field. Let me tell you, there's no free lunches. You think you're just going to have sex, free lunch. There is always some kind of emotional entanglement there. And so I actually became celibate before my wife and I started working on my book together again. And then we got back together. So family first, uh, the covenant of marriage. Uh, don't get involved in a relationship. In a, like, Get your head screwed on straight. Uh Once you start having children, it's a huge responsibility. Put them first. Put that, Like, by any means necessary. My single prayer over the years has been being the best father and the best husband I could possibly be while falling on my face daily. Right? So, a lot to learn. And I'm still learning. But I've learned to put my family first. And I've learned. And not to give up my sovereignty as a man. Right? Man has to lead. It's not just acquiescing and being subservient to the feminine or to the female. And I got lost on that. I live in the West side of Los Angeles, the spiritual woo woo. And it was like, Oh yeah, we got to default to the feminine and they should leave bullshit. Right. Get your internal guidance system in there with your family in mind and move forward and make good decisions. There's something about a man that can cut through the fabric of reality. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, minimize women's position i'm actually trying to maximize it nurturing children and the family is a is the job of the planet right that needs to be put up on a pedestal and it's not that that's all they are you know feminism and women's live and all that stuff no it's not all they are but as soon as i got my wife off her industrial age business and job told her she'd never have to work again then she had to go back into her mommy nurturing. And she had to settle into that. She, need, she used to be busy in business, and now she's gotta be a mom, and she's a natural attitude. And she never has to worry about the stress of business again. And I'm, I'm happy as a man, I stepped up to the plate, focused on my business, got my shit together mentally, was able to move through that, and now I have something to provide. I, I was always providing for my family, but it just depends on different varying degrees. Now that I'm focused on my business, she's focused on the family, yeah. and we're focused on healing together. I think that's just, it can't be overlooked. And, that's, and I overlooked that when I was younger.
0: It's easy, it's really easy to do. I've been married for, it'll be 12 years, uh, at the end of this month, I have a two-year-old son, and not until the moment when I saw him literally be born. I was like, shit, I know my purpose. What, what have I been doing? So from that moment, I'm not saying that I haven't gotten lost in the two and a half years he's been around, but I, I think getting lost on our journey is something that we almost have to do. But I, I always bring myself back to that path and why am I here right now? And what am I doing? And you, it's a good point. My eulogy, when I die, is it going to matter? I did all these TV appearances or I did all this sort of shit. If it doesn't matter to my family, it doesn't matter. So if they, if if they say, "Hey, he was he was my he was my dad, he was my son, he was my brother, he was my husband," and I'm proud of him, that's life. And you know, I, I appreciate you for saying that, and you're being man enough to say, like, "Hey, we all make mistakes, and that's okay. Uh, no, nobody's perfect, especially in this you know bullshit social media age."
1: Well, and I and I really want to drive that 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 thing that thing home. You know, we are all children of God. Mm -hmm. and making mistakes is how we learn and our soul contracted especially during coronavirus times like this is a very special time in human history we came down here as spiritual beings very purposefully so there are no mistakes there are no victims get over your spilt milk keep showing up if you think someone's had it worse than you or you think you've had it worse than other people well, you need to read some prison stories. So we've all got them, do your best, keep your head up, keep moving forward, admit when you're wrong, and get back to what matters most for your long-term survival.
0: Right on. I have two more questions for you I'll let you go. Now, obviously you see things in a different light and American Western medicine, they, they, they we, we try to give a pill and, we, and we're only treating symptoms. What do you say to people who see you and like, this guy, uh, he's for hocus pocus and witchcraft and all this sort of stuff. Because you've got to get that, especially from uh, everyday doctors. What do you say to them?
1: Well, I'm 54 years old. I just take off my shirt and say, here's, <laughs> my, here's my science project. Let me see yours. Let, here's, here's how my theories are are." you know, rolling out in, in my tissues. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to see your program, but what I realized philosophically is the highest form of philosophical thought is I am. Everything else is conjecture, opinion, story, theory, hypothesis, the list goes on. Unless it lives inside of a human being it has no ballast in reality.
0: That's uh, a, a, a great visual. If people are going to check this video out, dude's ripped at 50. What are you 53 now?
1: 54,
0: 54. I see. Look at that. That it must be the rubbing of the pee on the skin that makes your skin look so much better. <laughs> uh, Dang. Uh, dude, you look great. Uh, a lot of people my age wanna, would want to look like you. All right. Last question. Certified health nut. (laughs) Fad or future, my friend?
1: Me and my brand?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, It's definitely the future. And the thing is, is my brand doesn't have to be involved with the future. But clean air, water, soil, which is my vision, does. That's what makes life hospitable for human beings. So uh, that stays. And, uh, And then, you know, basic information like sleep circadian rhythms hydration comma organic nutrition see that I'm, i dictate i thought it was you see that i would put a comment in there <laughs> so uh hydration our connection to nature our relationships and how it's very important to get clear with them forgive honor let go apologize relationship with the earth relationship to the community um, our connection with nature, really for men, figuring out their legacy. And this is just simple stuff. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a legacy, a, a roadmap to to where you want to go, then anywhere will just do fine. And you can have your little shitty nine nine to five job and and not know what you're doing and just be a paper chaser. Or you can figure out your heart's desire and then put that program that in your mind.
0: Amazing. All right, Troy Crazy. Thanks, my friend. Truly appreciate it. Make sure you pick up his book, Rips at 50. Follow him everywhere on social media, the certified health nut. Truly one-of-a-kind individual. I'm Joy Thurman. Don't be a fatty, F-A-D-D-Y. Be a part of the future. Cheers. Dr. PP and semen retention. I didn't actually think I would ever say that individually or in the same sentence. Thanks to Troy Casey for coming on for the highly, highly entertaining episode as well as educational Troy Casey, the certified health nut. Thank you so much. And next week, probably the most uncomfortable conversation I've ever had in my entire life. Michelle Tolson, former radio city, Rocket, former Miss America, And she started a group for women of color for the Rockettes. And PR extraordinaire and co-founder of Kudos, Danielle Payton. Tell you what, this conversation, I really feel like we had to have it. We talk about race, religion, the fitness industry, where we were, where we are now, and where we're going. Could this episode truly change the future of fitness? I sure hope so it'll look a lot different next week at our future with michelle tolson and daniel pate